It is Thursday, November 15th. We have an incredible interview with Colts GM Chris Ballard. Opens up about everything. They're on a hot streak, and he's looking like a genius right now. Mm -hmm. He has a quote in the middle of it that I think you're going to enjoy about him sucking again. (laughs) Everybody knows that I am coming to you live from the MyBookie studio. And have you ever wanted to place a bet but didn't because you were afraid to pick the wrong team? Oh, yeah. It's basically every weekend. Mm-hmm. All the time. And if you haven't bet yet, are you scared that you're like, you know what? I'm, I, I don't want to bet because I hear about people losing. Mm-hmm. I hear about people winning. I just never know. I don't want to be the, on the wrong end of things. Well, this Thanksgiving, it's finally possible for you to get a 100% refund on your bet if you lose it. Wow. My bookie. My bookie is having a turkey day free play where you can bet the spread on either the Bears or the Lions. Let's if it, go. If it wins, you win. If it loses, my bookie will give your money back up to $250. You literally cannot lose. It's no risk. All gravy this Thanksgiving. Explain this business model. I don't my bookie offers such a great product, and there has literally never been a better time to try them out than now. Unless your sports book is offering something like this, I think you should make the switch finally. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of a sports book doing a freebie like this and i doubt it'll ever happen again i am assuming my bookie is going to very much regret this offer (laughs) so we need to go ahead and bankrupt them that's what we're trying to do these guys are trustworthy fast and helpful so i know they're good for it new to sports betting and have lots of questions that's okay too because my bookie's patient customer service can walk you through any questions you have about how betting works sign up this week and my bookie will give you a 50 percent deposit bonus to jumpstart your bankroll it's a great way to bank even more money when you win log on to m-y-b-o-o-k-i-e right now and use promo code pat to get 50 percent deposit bonus that's promo code pat you don't need a promo code for your turkey day free play if you lose we'll credit the money back into your account automatically up to 250 dollars what are you waiting for sign up today and don't miss out on the gravy train at mybookie.ag that's incredible that's stupid of them I mean, this is stupid of them. It, it really makes is. no sense. No. This is very dumb of them. I, I love my bookie because they've had our back. Literally, they've had our back the entire time. Uh, beat Pat McAfee today at one p.m. Oh. One p.m. Eastern Standard Time, ten a.m. Pacific Time. I am playing Lamar Odom mm-hmm. at Horse in Venice Beach, California. Billy Hoyle versus Lamar Odom. <laughs> Horse will be broadcasting it live. I cannot wait for that conversation. I cannot wait for that conversation with Lamar Odom. Who knows what's going to come out of my mouth? He had a lot of questions for that guy. He's got a book coming out too. Really? So I think he has like, I think he has his, I don't want to say his stories, like he's been thinking about a lot of things in Mm -hmm. his life because he has a memoir coming out. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, you think about your life a lot. So when I ask questions to him, which I assume will happen mid horse game. Oh yeah. By the way, my bookie has no faith in me. Yeah. He's like plus 700 to win. I already hammered you actually. Did you? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know if you should do that. But I just I don't appreciate the lack of faith that they. No, granted, they say if you can shoot a basketball, you can always shoot a basketball. Yes, mm-hmm. you know, like it's not like you're going to lose it. Right. Lamar Odom, six man of the year a couple times, NBA champion, oh, had yeah. a hell of a career before the reality TV show all started. Mm-hmm. He was a hell of a baller. He can't dunk, right? We can't do dunking. No, 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 no dunking no. in horse. Only jumpers. Hey, Lamar. Hey, Lamar. You can't just be doing windmill dunks. <laughs> We're going to get another hoop out here from me. One that is, uh, what's that called? Lowered. In relation, like uh, in ratio to his size, my size, the hoop. Uh, no, proportion. Like, yeah. Proportion. There we go. Properly proportioned yes. to my size, Lamar. I'm excited for it. I think he's going to be a really good guy, too. My bookie texted me. Uh, Mybookie.ag texted me. Yep. Because we're supposed to do the Ikea thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 
I was supposed to build an Ikea thing, which he's really excited about because he knows that I am not a... Uh, I'm not craftsman. a I'm not a craftsman. Right. I'm not a handyman. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to I'm not here to build stuff. Okay? I'm here to see stuff be built. That's what I like doing. <laughs> you know? I respect the art of building things. I'm not a craftsman. Absolutely. But they know it. I killed them last week on bowling, so he was like, "Yep, going to have you build something next week. We'll see how how you fare." And I would have tried to figure it out. This past weekend, I Sam and I built some chairs. Oh. Sam and I built some chairs. There you mm. go. Yeah, so I can get the Phillips head screwdriver in there, work and get the wrist <laughs> open up a little bit just in case I had to do it. But we're going to California. Yep. I forgot we're going to be in California for the WWE NXT TakeOver Saturday night, 6-15, turning a pre-show into the, the show. show. Uh, and then War Games after that. That pay-per-view is going to be ridiculous. Uh, there's a lot of cages. There's a lot of people that hate each other. There's a lot of motion. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to have a good time. I got a good fit coming, too. Oh, yeah? I feel real good about my fit that I'm wearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it a lot. You've been spot on with those. Thank you. I appreciate that. The red boats, I was a little aggressive because I am a red-faced human, so that's just setting myself up for failure. <laughs> but this one, we should be good. Um, I was like, yo, I'm going to be in LA. I completely forgot I'm going to be out there. I think I'm going to be on Rich Eisen's show tomorrow, too. Nice. Uh, for an hour. Again, Rich is the nicest man of all time. One of your best ones uh, interviews yet. He's just him. Rich is a good show host, and mm-hmm. he's a good guy. Mm-hmm. It, to give up an entire hour of a show to, for me to be there with him. Yeah. Is so nice of him, and he seems to get you. He does. He's followed. He's followed the Twitter for a while, so yeah. he gets it. Mm-hmm. And it's very. I'm honored and thankful that he does that. Mm-hmm. But the my bookie people were like, "Oh, you're you're going to be in Los Angeles? Uh, I don't know if we can send the IKEA thing to you, but hmm, I think Lamar Odom is also promoting <laughs> our stuff." I was like, "What do you mean you think?" He's like, "He's always tweeting about us. I don't know. I would assume he we have a deal with him." And he was like, "Let me uh, send a couple texts, and I'll be right back to you." And like two minutes later, he was like, "Yep." Lamar's in. What do you want to do? <laughs> I was like, uh, I don't know. What do you, he was like, how about you play horse against Lamar? And uh, I get all my money back is what he said. Jeez. And I was like, okay, yeah, let's do it. He was like, perfect. We set up. It was supposed to be in Inglewood originally. Mm-hmm. And I'm not Ooh. sure. I just know Inglewood from songs. Inglewood. It's historic. Yeah. Paul George, I think, is from there. So it got moved to Venice Beach, though, because of the whole Billy Hoyle situation. And uh, I guess there will be people around. Awesome. So they want a little bit of that going on. So it's. Me and Lamar Odom, one-on-one, horse. I hammered you to get give him at least one letter. I think you can give him one letter, and the odds were pretty freaking good. I know. I'll go like Granny Shaw from the foul line or yeah, something. Yeah, something. Some- I think if you look at just value alone, there's no reason not to bet on you. Plus 700 is a huge odds. <laughs> yeah, that is time. huge odds. MyBookie.ag, use promo code PAT, get 50% bonus on your first deposit. Also, they're giving away $250, basically. Mm-hmm. It's it's a this is a turkey day free play is what they're calling it. You you don't have to worry about losing. Nope, that's hilarious. In the gambling to, world, this is a lock. Mm-hmm. Get to hammer the lions. Don't have to worry about losing. Money line it's, lions. No Thursday. no, it's not money line. It's not money line. Oh spread. What? You can bet the spread. Okay, on okay, either, okay. You're gonna get points. I like that. You though. should be happy. <laughs> I like that. And yeah, free money. Yeah, you're gonna get points <laughs> for the lions and free money. You can bet the spread on either the bears or the lions. If it wins, you win. If it loses, my bookie will give your money back. Up to $250. Love it. They might as well rate below that, right? We are a dumb company. (laughs) I'm thankful for them, though. Absolutely. They're giving away. Sign up. You need to be a part of this. There ain't nothing on earth like this. They're giving away money. Giving away. And if you're not a gambler, once you win this one, you're going to get the taste of it, and oh, you're gonna, yeah. it's going to be awesome. Yep. You're going to buy yourself maybe a new pair of jeans, a new hoodie, maybe some merch from the PatMcAfeeShow.com mm-hmm. store. You go ahead and get going. Speaking of that, PatMcAfeeShow.com is currently rebuilding, reloading, and recoding. 
Yes. I learned a lot about the website just the other day. Dave Portnoy called me, who is a friend of mine, and told me that the company that I hired to build my website could have potentially used code that was on the Barstool uh, sports site. I had no idea that was even possible, had no idea that could happen. Dave told me he was very pissed off about it. So what I said is, Dave, I'll shut down the site, rebuild it, reload it, recode it, just as an extension of like, hey, I had no idea this is happening. That's what we're in the middle of. That thing should be back up and running either today or tomorrow. I'm excited for it. Keep it moving. Let's just make stuff on the internet and have a good time. All right, good. With that being said, keep it moving. Go experience something live. SeatGeek is absolutely amazing. Yep. I SeatGeek sent me to a game uh, a couple years ago. It was a Big Ten basketball game. Michigan State, I think. Uh, okay. Uh, I think it was Michigan. I don't know who it was. Oklahoma State. Maybe uh, no, that would. They're not oh, the ten. tournament game. You it was a to. tournament. It, it wasn't was Oklahoma big, State, Michigan. I think they're so okay. So I'm just putting them all together. Mm-hmm. It was Oklahoma State, Michigan. It was a tournament game here in Indianapolis, okay. and it was like beginning of me and SeatGeek's relationship. And I'd never been to even. I was thinking back to this. Even in West Virginia, I don't think I ever went to a game. Wow, I don't think I ever went to a game. They're pretty good too. Really good. They were and the Final Four. Yeah, very good when you were there. When I was there, Sweet <laughs> Sixteen, Elite, they were a really good team. I was friends with the guys. Right. But to get in at those times, you had to go in this line for like three hours before the game for student tickets yep. and i was too small on the totem pole of the football team to get in there and sit anywhere else <laughs> so i was like man I'm, i i i'm fans and friends with those guys but there's no way i'm going to wait in a three-hour line to get into this building there's a, a we got a lot of drink specials going on right now there's a lot of i got homework obviously i'm a right, student athlete course. right so i never went i went to that oklahoma state michigan game and I loved it. I was just like, there's nothing like being a fan at a game. There's nothing like it. Nothing like then it. I started going to these Broadway shows because I just wanted to start experiencing things. Mm-hmm. And SeatGeek was the hookup to all of them. Comedy shows, Broadway shows, sporting events. They have tickets for everything. And they've sent me to all these things. And basically, there's nothing like it. It's an escape from the world that you live in to watch other people perform and do amazing things. In this holiday season, a perfect gift will be sending an experience a memory or a story to somebody and there's only one place to do that and it's at SeatGeek and send them some tickets to a live event use promo code PAT you get $10 off your first order use promo code McAfee you get $20 off your first order McAfee and PAT both promo codes it's holiday season maybe save some money Knock down to 20 so you can buy people some more stuff. But go ahead and get some tickets for the holiday season. Go ahead and tell somebody to go enjoy life a little bit. Escape from everything you got going on. And it can be for anything. Broadway, theater, sports, absolutely anything and everything. SeatGeek has the best tickets at the best prices because they scan all the other ticket apps and give you the best bang for your buck. And with that being said, go ahead and strap in and get a front row seat to a conversation with a coach GM, an NFL GM that you'll never hear anything like again. Ladies and gentlemen, joining me now is a man who has a job that only 32 people on the planet have. It's the top of the top when it comes to football IQs. He's got a nice southern draw. He's been around the NFL. He's a friend of the show. And right now, his Indianapolis Colts look absolutely majestic on Sundays. The general manager of your Indianapolis Colts, Chris Ballard. But probably more than I deserve, that's for sure. But thanks, thanks for having me on. Um, it's not right now. Your team is hot right now. You won in five at the beginning of the season, then you rattle off three straight victories. Things have to be feeling pretty good at the Indianapolis Colts facility, Mr. Ballard. 
You know, it's it's funny because we Frank and I talk about this, and I know Frank talks with the team, and we talk with the staff. Is that just? I mean, you know, from being in this league, it is such a week to week league, and people react either negatively or positively over the top. Either way, no matter what happens on Sunday, and you know, Frank and both of us have a mindset: just we reset every week. You reset. You know, at every point, and there was even when we were one in five. I didn't, you know, I didn't feel like we were a one in five team, but we just talked about every week. Let's just reset, no matter what happened on Sunday, and let's keep getting better. Let's just keep working to get better. Let's keep working the plan that we have in place. Keep helping our players do the best they can do, be the best players they can be, to be the best men they can be in every area, um, and keep working. And that's that's kind of the mindset we have now. Well, I think that's a very good mindset because I, which I'm assuming a lot of guys, our happiness, we're slaves literally to wins and losses in the NFL. Every single week, winning cures all, winning is happiness. Whenever you get on that losing stride there, one in five at the beginning, now you're on a winning streak. It's incredible that you're able to keep that positive spin on it with Frank. Do you feel like Jim Mercy has some patience in what you and Frank are building? Do you think he he sees the vision of what you have in place and what's cooking? There's so there's no doubt that he, I mean, all this great success that this place has had, um, you know, even even you know through Bill Poland and when Ryan was here those first few years, where where Mr. Ursay is, and and I agreed. I remember interviewing when I interviewed for the job. I said I don't want to take a band aid approach. I want I want guys to that are Colts that we've drafted, that we've brought in, that we've developed, that are tied to this organization, that are tied to this community, much like how you came in. Yes, sir. Uh, you are, you're an original cult, and you're, you're, you're in this community um, and, and into this community, and I want our players to be that. And I, want, and I think when guys come in together, uh, they grow together. You know, they go through the hardships, they go through the hard times, and that just creates a – a strong bond and, and, and brotherhood that, you know, that locker room needs. And I think he's all, he is absolutely all in on, on that aspect. In preseason, I got a chance to talk to you and Frank and T.Y. Uh, at training camp. And I asked you, because at that point, Lev Bell was liking every Instagram post. Khalil Mack was on the market. I said, you have 50-some million dollars to spend, Chris. Will you go after any big uh, names? You said <laughs> that you would like to build the culture first with the young guys. I want to get the culture established so that when guys come in, they can fit in. With Darius Leonard, the way he's been playing, the way luck is. Quentin Nelson, we'll talk about that lunatic here in a little bit, but do you feel as if the culture is being built in that building, one that you absolutely like? I see videos from inside the locker room. The team seems to really like each other. Everything seems to be looking great on the field. Is the culture going in, in the manner that you expected and that you want? Well, I think, and, and you know, I've, I've I talked to the team about this, you know, and during training camp, right when we started training camp, and I know Frank talks about it, but you can, you know, we can do everything we want internally in terms of uh, nutrition, strength, recovery, training room, coaching. They can be all high level. But at the end of the day, the locker room drives the train. Yep, It does. The locker room drives the train. And they have to be able to police each other. And they have to be able to hold each other accountable. And they can't. They can't let anything that gets in the way of winning get in. And they can't tolerate anything that gets in the way of winning. And I think that mindset is starting to come on. And 
And look, over time, you know, when guys play together and they go through the ups and downs together, I think they do start to get that bond uh, that you have to have. And there's, and it doesn't, and it's one of the great things about the locker room. I mean, they all come from different backgrounds, um, different races, different religions. It doesn't, but that's the great thing about the locker room uh, is they're all accepting of one another. It doesn't mean they all have to like each other and be best friends, but they all have to have respect and also both ha- all have to have the same goal and that's winning. At the end of the day, that's winning and, and being the best they can be and they have to push each other. And I think, it's been fun to watch. We have a we have a good group of young players in here, and we also have some some veteran players that I think have really done a nice job showing the way. I mean, I it's one of the things I really respect about Adam Vinatieri. Adam Vinatieri shows these young guys exactly what a pro is. What what you have the greatest kicker of all time in your building to watch him work on a daily basis and to watch how he prepares. That that's influence, and he has a great influence. So it's it's fun to watch. The culture is fun to watch. Bro. All right, I gotta ask you: You drafted Quentin Nelson in the first round. You sent a message to Colts fans everywhere. You sent a message to Andrew Luck. Listen, the years of you getting ragtagged are done. <laughs> the years of you needing surgeries on top of surgeries and a pitch count are done. It's my job to protect you. So not only with Quentin Nelson, but that offensive line is on a historic rate right now for giving up sacks. They're not giving up any of them. Did you see the clip of him yelling like Bobby Boucher, like a lunatic turning the corner and killing uh, Barry Church? And how has that offensive line come together so well and so beautifully? Well, I give a look, I'll give a lot of credit to our staff. Number one, uh, you know, Frank and, and Gooch both have done it. And Bobby Johnson have all done a tremendous job of, of in, instilling a system and, and putting a system that um, I think is quarterback friendly um, and helps him get the ball out of his hands. But number two, the one thing Gooch has done a great job with that group is making them understand that, it's it's all five of them how they prepare together. We can have the most talent in the world, but all five of them have to play together. And you know, between Costanzo and Nelson and Ryan Kelly and Golinski and Braden Smith, those five coming together and playing as a unit. I mean, one of them can be off a little bit, and it screws up the whole unit. And it's one of the great things I really like about Nelson. I mean, I know with the tweet and the, and the individual plays, but I don't. What I think I think the world needs to understand and our fans need to understand is this kid is as good a teammate. He's all about team. He's all about the old line. He doesn't want the spotlight on him because there's other guys. I think Ryan Kelly's playing at an extremely high level. Yeah. I think Costanzo's playing at a at a very high level coming back from the injury. Uh, Gowinski's been a very pleasant surprise. I mean, we ended up keeping 10 linemen, and we kept Gowinski because we thought he could play and help uh, as we got into the season. And then Braden Smith, I wish I could have – I wish I could have told you I thought he was a right tackle coming out. Uh, I thought he was going to be a guard. He's going to be a really good guard, but he's ended up playing really good at right tackle. Um, and I give credit to Morocco Brown, who was one of the scouts that scouted him, and, and Gooch both thought he could be a right tackle. Um, but watching those five come together and play together, that's that's winning football. And, and we've said it from the start, Pat. I mean, it starts we're going to build from inside out. Um, we're going to, that's how this team's going to be built. And I think, I think when you get your foundation set and they're strong, 
Uh, that's and you get good quarterback play. You build in around the rest of it as you go along. That's winning. That's going to win football games over the long haul. You win every game in the trenches, whether you like it or not. It's either on the offensive line or defensive line. It's the way it goes. It doesn't matter how much football changes. The trenches are a big deal. So you're going to just act and not say anything about the guy you drafted in the first round pulling and screaming like a madman and then burying a guy until the guy actually lets out a fuck sigh at the end of the play. Did you see that? You had to have watched it. <laughs> I have to be honest with you. I've heard. Um, I'd be interested to know if it was exactly uh, accurate, the screaming part from it. Oh. I, know the block was, I know the block was accurate. Without question, I know the block was very accurate. Is this um, fake news? I stay, I stay off of Twitter, to be quite honest with you, Pat. <laughs> You're missing it. We love it over there. Quentin Nelson is a legend right now across all NFL locker rooms and on the internet for that huge hit. And I think I don't know if you took any heat for drafting him in the first round because it was a Notre Dame guy, so it's Indiana. But I think your vision is really coming together right now. It has to feel pretty good for old Chris Ballard. Well, look, you're only all it takes is one bad Sunday, and Chris Ballard stinks again. So <laughs> I, I kind of get the. <laughs> I get the ups and downs. I kind of just roll with day-to-day, Pat. God damn it. Chris Ballard sucks again. We won three in a row. Now we lost a game, this fucking guy. That would be hilarious. Uh, That would be so funny, man. Do you you talk to, like, neighbors in Indianapolis? Like, do you just live in your own little bubble with your family? Like, what do you – do you go to work and just stay in with your family, or do you have conversations with outsiders? No, I I get out. Um, I'm not. It, look, the one thing about me is is I'm not scared to show up when it's not good because uh, I know it doesn't buy. I don't mind asking questions. I mean, I know the direction we're going, um, so I'm out in public. I I love. You know, one of my favorite things to do on game day is, and I've just I always go. The last few weeks, I've gone out and visited with the Blue Crew, uh, oh. the Tailgate Group for the game, and they are free, that group is freaking awesome. I mean, they are rocking from 8 o'clock in the morning on and getting ready to roll, man. So I go out, and I love seeing our fans. I, I think we got great fans in this state. Um, and, look, it's easy to show up when you're winning, uh, but you got to show up all the time. you gotta, you got to be honest and, and can't be scared to show up when things aren't quite uh, rosy. That's a smart move, by the way, you going out there and mingling a little bit, becoming a little bit more of a human side than in just general manager. I think we need to get the stadium a lot louder. I don't know how you're going to do that. I was in there the other day kick, kicking for the grandpa. You need to get that stadium a little bit louder. Yeah, that. so when you when you win, you give people some excitement, you know, some excitement <laughs> to cheer for. <laughs> that, gets it, that gets it nice and loud. <laughs> uh, have you... I know you're in the moment. I know the football season is a grind. I know that. But your job is to look out for the future of the Indianapolis Colts. You've said the culture needs to be built before you bring anybody in. You have a big bank coming up, a big purse coming up with an owner that is not scared to send a plane all over the country to fly people in to potentially be an Indianapolis Colt. Have you had your eyes peeled or had any scouts looking around for possible free agents or for people that could possibly fit into the Indianapolis Colts well? Or are you worried about this year? You'll figure that out in the offseason. No, we'll start meeting in December. I, I've you know Every week I take a day. Um, I'm usually two days a week I'm watching college or I'll go to games. And then one day a week I'll watch, you know, potential free agents for next year. And, you know, we'll always base it on, uh, you know, and I've said this a bunch, Pat, that, 
you know, people, you don't win games in March. You just don't. Just just because you go and sign a big ticket free agency. I think you've played on teams where you've signed oh, big ticket guys. They were bad. It doesn't guarantee it doesn't guarantee wins when you get to when you get to September. Uh, so you have to find the right fit for the player. Uh, he's got to be the right fit for the culture. He's got to be the right fit for the city. A lot of things have to fall in place. And I know people get excited, you know, when you sign a guy that you think, oh, this is going to be the one missing piece that gets us over the hump. Um, but I said this about Andrew. It's never, it's not about one guy. It's about, it's about all 63 of them. And we got to make sure we're always getting the right fit um, for the player. And look, as we get to, as these young guys continue to progress in their careers and they become, you know, very good players and their contracts are up, you know, we're not going to lose them. And you're, so that, that money will evaporate faster than people think. That cap space will evaporate faster than people think whenever you start handing out contracts to your own people. I mean, you, you want your own players to know when they do the right things, when they're good pros, when they're, when they're working, when they're adding value uh, to that locker room, we're going to take care of them. We're going to make them coach for a long time. And what I don't want to do is be in a situation where we have spent money foolishly on players that, that have earned it somewhere else and then we bring in. Uh, that's, a, that's a slippery slope, and you got to be very careful. I think that's uh, probably the smart way to build a team, if I had to guess right there. I feel like you sounded very intelligent in that answer, Chris, because I was hoping. That might have been the only, that, and that doesn't happen very often, Pat. So yeah. will you make sure you replay that a bunch of times. <laughs> you, hey, Chris <laughs> Ballard sucks again. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, so Josh McDaniels told you, to go fornicate yourself. They flew. He flew. <laughs> he was on a plane to Indianapolis, and he turned around back to New England. You got Frank Reich out of the deal, and Frank Reich answered in a press conference my question that the backup role has suited him well. He seems, this is just from the outside in because I haven't seen him inside, but the videos I watch, he seems like such a natural head coach. How has this first season been going with Frank? You know what's fun? Because he's not a backup, that's for sure. Yeah, amen. He's and not at all. You know it's fun, and every head coach I've been around in this league that that I think is right. I mean, like I was with Lovey Smith, Andy Reid was he's off the charts, unbelievable. And I put Frank right there. And they're very comfortable in their own skin. They they don't worry. They they know what they believe in. Uh, they're going to work the plan, and they have a great deal of confidence in themselves to get it done. And I think it plays in the locker room. You know, when you are who you are. And you don't try to change who you are on a daily basis. Players, players respect that. I mean, they they have great respect for guys that are the same guy. So I hey, look, I think it it, it works out. It always works out the way it's supposed to. I feel very fortunate uh, to be able to work with Frank as our head coach, and it's fun to come to work every day. The internet and the locker room are very similar with two things is that you can sense any fake. If something isn't genuine, internet can tell and the locker room can tell. So I think that is Frank Reich. Every video I've seen, it seems as if he's just so he knows what he wants to do. He's not rah-rah. It's not crazy rah-rah. It looks like the rest of the locker room respects him too while he's talking. If you look around the, the locker room after those games, you look at the players, it looks like they respect him. It looks like you guys got something really special cooking over there, Chris. I'm proud of you, buddy. And he's just honest. I mean, what's wrong? You know, people, he just, this is what it is. He's just honest. He's the same guy every day. And I think players respect honesty. When you just tell them, good or bad, you just, if you just give them an honest, 
answer, and then you help them get better, that that that's winning football. That's that's what the good head coaches do in this league. All right, so you're going to sign Lev Bell or no? <laughs> Who? <laughs> He's a rapper. He's a rapper. Who? He used to be on the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's a local rapper, Le'Veon Bell. Uh, you guys are number one odds on favorite, Chris. Just something to think about. I think it's something to think about. I don't know who that guy is. <laughs> All right, Chris. Good luck on the rest of the year. I'm telling you, as a Colts fan, which I am, every single week watching your team grow and watching kind of your strategy and your ideas come together. I mean, you guys took some beatings there earlier. One in five. I'm sure there was a lot of noise outside that locker room telling you that you were an idiot and yet you had a lot of money to spend. You could have built things up, but you had... <laughs> You had a patience, you had a vision, and it's all coming together, Chris. I'm very, very happy for you, man. I appreciate it, brother, and I appreciate you, man. Hey. You going to be at the game Sunday? Nah, dog. I'm in Los Angeles. Where are you going? I'm in Los Angeles for WWE. Oh, that a boy. <laughs> I know, Chris. Chris, that's where I'm supposed to be, I think. I think I'm supposed to be there. But I did come to a game uh, when you guys crushed Buffalo. And uh, it was so cool to be back in that building. I'm going to have to make a, a habit out of coming when back. When are you tailgating again? When's your next tailgate? I know, I know. we got to set up a big one, don't we? you got to get one. I'll come out. Okay. What and are then you? if you keep it rocking until after the game, maybe it'll be even better for me. Maybe i do a post-game tailgate because there's nothing really like that. At, like player- That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Cause in- That's what I'm talking about. I can actually have fun if you did that. Yeah. See now, and I mean, get a win too, because you guys are on this winning streak. So get a win in the stadium. Come out afterwards. We have a band playing, maybe a DJ, a couple of drinks. Keep it moving. Yeah, we that's, should do that. That's that's what I'm talking about. Okay, we'll make that happen. You Southern boys, you guys like just that uh, that heavy beer, I assume. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. Be good. You got it. Hey, thanks for everything. And also, appreciate congrats it. on the the success. It's really cool to watch you guys. Andrew Luck running out of that. bounds instead of trying to run over people, by the way. Really good stuff. That's all on him, man. He's 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 gotten smart. He's gotten he's always been smart, but now he's gotten smart with his body. Oh, that's good. Uh, we don't need him dying anymore. Chris, thank you so much. Good luck. I can't wait to watch this Colts team win a Super Bowl in a couple years. All right, brother. Be good. Cheers. I love Chris Ballard. He's very. It feels like he's very open and genuine about everything. He's the most down to earth guy you would ever meet. Like you would never think, oh, that guy's the GM of an NFL team. How about him just walking around a parking lot at tailgates? Just like, yeah, yeah my my new thing has been I just kind of go out into the parking lot with all the fans who who normally probably say terrible things about GMs. <laughs> just walking around partying at tailgate. He's a good guy. Yeah, yeah. smooth. The Josh McDaniels line. I'm happy he answered that. I put it on him there a little bit. I did not think about it. I, I think they're building something really good too. I, he would. They were very confident in training camp. Whenever uh-huh. I talked to Frank, Chris, Ty, Vinatieri, everybody that stopped over, they're very confident in what they were building. And now I think they're starting to see signs of success. That's got to feel real good. Well, they got Ebron catching touchdowns, so they're doing something right. <laughs> Never seen it in my life. The, <laughs> the Lions couldn't do it, huh, Foxy? No, the Lions just couldn't do it. Good for him. A little rebirth in Indianapolis. Good for him. I like Chris a lot, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like very him good. Very nice of him to come in. Great guy. Diggs at D-I-G-Z just joined us. What up, Diggsy? I think he's doing a great job there. I hope he's not the one responsible for pumping fake noise into internet videos. Oh, my God. He said it. He, he, al- he alluded. So our conversation with Chris Ballard happened before it came out that that video, yes. the Quentin Nelson one was fake. So he alluded to it to us that the sounds were fake. And I just laughed it off. Um, 
I just laughed it off because I didn't think it was possible. Right? I, I was like, that video is too good. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to believe it. I'm just going to keep it moving, right? So then when it comes out, it came out like probably 45 minutes after I interviewed Chris Bauer that that video uh-huh. was fake. came out after that. I'm mind blown by it. I don't know because there's no way they expect it to go that big. Mm-hmm. No. There's no way they're like, you know what? This is going to go very, very viral. So let's make sure it's fake so we can send it <laughs> out. And I don't know. There, that might have been a miscommunication, too, of like who made the video mm-hmm. versus who posted the video. It seems like that type of thing. Maybe it was meant to be a joke uh-huh. and something happened. But, boy, that's a tough look for an NFL team, Dix. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm part, part of me is like it, the video would have been fine by itself without it because it was such just an awesome play. The pancake was insane. But yeah. also the other side of me is like, the, the side of me that like doesn't give a fuck and is like, oh, if you want to add that to your video just to make it a little bit better, I'm fine with that too. Yeah, and it's the internet. Yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, granted, what I think they should have done, and I haven't said this to the Colts, but I think they should add that scream to like a Peyton Manning play uh-huh. when Peyton, like they should have came out and like they should have followed up with it. Add that screaming sound to like when Peyton was on a bootleg run, mm-hmm. add it to like when Reggie Wayne caught a touchdown in the Super Bowl against the Bears, like all the Kelvin Hayden catch. Like I think they should have put that scream on all the big plays in Colts history and then just kind of move or on. Or if the caption would have said like what we think. Quentin Nelson sounded like during this play. Yeah, right? but I, I wonder if they even knew. Like, I wonder... You got to think about big companies like yeah, who's yeah. posting things. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, Nick posts something on our Instagram. I don't even know what Nick is posting because <laughs> it's like Nick's job is literally yeah, yeah. to handle the social media. So it's like, Nick, your job is to do this. And granted, should I keep up with it every single time he posts? Yeah, I should. That's something I should do as the my name being on the, the business. Right. But it's like you're you're trusting somebody to do a job. Right. Like you're empowering people to do a job. I wonder if the social media person even knew that that was fake. You know, like because yeah, she's probably point. not a video editor. I'd assume mm-hmm. she's not v- doing the 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 4k video shoot too you know i just wonder what happened they could have never guessed it went crazy like that. well and i'm sure she was like okay you know you need to get this out as soon as possible after it happened like you got to make sure that it's gonna go so you don't have time to really bro it went too i respect quentin for not being like yeah that was me like no i wasn't screaming like a fucking idiot during the play uh well if you heard me and aq's conversation about it aq was like yeah everybody's calling him a fucking lunatic (laughs) (laughs) the nfl's like bro you're screaming like that while you're blocking people it's it was a hell of a block though yeah yeah. hell of a block. he's very good um speaking of a block um on uh, Monday Night Football, we just got completely cock-blocked by uh, the San Francisco 49ers and somehow Eli Manning resurgence. <sighs> I don't know what we I think we were. I still think we were on the right side of that pick. The over hit, okay? And the 49ers were winning the entire game. The 49ers over did not hit. I did not take that. I took the over. Well, then there's a miscommunication. <laughs> there's a miscommunication. I took the San Francisco 49ers over, which was 24. We're only 20 yards away from hitting that, too. Oh, my God. And then if they score that touchdown with no time left, yeah, they yeah. only end up winning by two anyway, yeah. so we don't even have them. But they would have went the over, so it would have split. I was very, And then Nick Mullins is telling people to stay off the field because he <laughs> like thinks he it's knew. a pass interference. I'm sitting there in my bed, like, jumping up, like, pass interference in the end zone. We're on the one. Pass interference on the end zone. And then the ref's like, uh, no, holding on the offense. And I'm like, Nick Mullins, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you got my heart r- broken over here. Shanahan said that he is still going to be the quarterback until he says otherwise. So poor CJ. I think Mullins is good. Yeah, I like, I, I like C.J. Beathard, too. I, I like both of them, actually. Nick Mullins, though, is, uh, this is his first time playing, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Beathard, mm-hmm. too, I guess. Did Beathard get hurt? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's oh, so why he, he gets came in. Wally Pipp. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. It's tough. Well, it happened to Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. He got Wally Pipped there by C.J. Beathard, yeah. who was uh, losing games. You see how handsome he still looked in the crowd? Yeah, up there with his, he had a bomber jacket yeah, on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, up there in a suite. And then you saw his friend actually tell him that we're on TV right now, and they start yep. smiling <laughs> halfway through it. Good, good self-awareness. Is it weird that he's not on the sideline? Not with a torn ACL, is it? I mean, it's been a while since he tore that ACL. You I, know what? That is a very interesting thing. Like, at least with an earpiece in. Yeah, or at least like just I don't know. Like, you would think if Brady was at the at a Patriots game in the suite instead of on the sideline, wouldn't that be a little weird? I think people would attack Tom Brady. Yeah, I, mean, I, I found that weird on Friday. Like, go down there with your teammates. Hang on, watch the game on the sideline. I didn't even think about that because there's probably something he could help with. Yeah, that's like when Peyton was hurt. Mm-hmm. They didn't have him going to games, mm-hmm. and then he went to one game. And he stood like right in front of the offensive coordinator and called plays basically for Curtis Painter right down the field and scored. <laughs> I'm like, yo, why doesn't why don't we do uh-huh. hey Peyton, why don't we do this every weekend? I know you got a very bad neck and you're probably going through a lot of rehab, but I would also like to not be miserable. I would also like to not be completely <laughs> defeated here. So like that happened against I think it was the Bengals. Mm-hmm. He we we're at in Cincinnati and he's calling signals to Curtis Painter, and Curtis is like I, I, I don't know if Peyton said he was going to do it or what happened, but he just steps up, starts calling signals, and then he's looking up at the Jumbotron. Peyton's like looking up at the Jumbotron, and he's like, okay, boom, 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 let's do this. And we literally walked right down the field and scored, and I was like, that might be the first touchdown we scored all year. <laughs> and then something happened where either he had another round of rehab. like He was getting rehab on that neck very, yeah. very – it was a huge – because that was a career situation. Oh, yeah. And he, he leaves, I'm like, oh, I feel like we should try to get that guy – that just walked out of here with that neck in the forehead. Like, I think we should have him try to maybe potentially call plays every weekend. <laughs> That'd be good for everybody if that could happen. So there has to be something that the starting quarterback can do on the sideline. I agree with that, but who knows how healthy his knee is. You don't want somebody to roll up on you either. Yeah, I guess you're right. You know what I mean? I didn't think about that. Happening. What are some other NFL news? Did uh, you? you brought up the Bengals. Yeah, yeah. Our boy Hugh lives on. He's, he's brought in as special assistant to the head coach, Hugh Jackson. So, did you see the quote this morning? Somebody tweeted that a Browns player has compared, on the record, Hugh Jackson to Michael Scott. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> Hugh Jackson to Michael Scott. They have compared him it's, to that. And now, Marvin Lewis has hired him to help Yes, somehow. Not even the offense. So, Hugh's been an offensive coach his entire career. He's going to help on the defensive side. He's going to help Marvin on the defensive side. Well, the interesting what? Oh yeah, yeah. Because isn't he say that he wanted to take over the reins on the offense with Todd Haley? Because yeah, yeah. that's what he was a good coach He's in the been NFL. Offense right. his entire career. He said that there's a reason why I was hired as a head coach. It's not like it's not like I forgot how to coach offense. Is what he said. He actually said that. <laughs> yep. And now Marvin yes. is like, no, no, no. We got an idea for you. Well, they've given up like 500 yards the last four games at their last in the league in passing yards and total yards. Bengals defense is a, is terrible. So they brought in you to help. That seems like the right guy to bring in, an offensive expert, because he can tell you what the offense is looking for. Can he, though? We don't know. He wanted to tell Todd Haley all this stuff. And they just fired their defensive coordinator, so who knows? Maybe Hugh becomes defensive coordinator. Marvin Lewis and Hugh Jackson. Jeez. (laughs) Why? The Bengals don't deserve this? Uh, Hey, the Bengals don't deserve this. The city of Cincinnati does not. I think it's the Emerald City. uh, Nope. The Jewel City? That sounds right. I think it might have been Emerald. Uh uh, I don't know. I went to Cincinnati once a year, too. So it's like, <laughs> this is something I should know for like the last 10 years. I've I'm going to find this out. Da- Queen City? Queen City. There Queen City. There, there it is. is. The Queen City. Yep. The Queen City does not deserve this. They do, oh. they do not deserve 
adding 36 L's to their coaching roster. Apparently Seattle's the Emerald City. And it was also the city in the Wizard of Oz. <sighs> that's why. Yeah, I, yeah. I watched, I, I've seen Wizard of Oz so many times, that's probably what it's from. I love that. You have to love that. Yes. I, it's Marvin Lewis, what is it, 15 or 16 years, hasn't had a playoff win. Unbelievable that he's can just that he's now now that he hired Hugh on the defensive side he's like go ahead fire me see go ahead fire he's he's teasing them you think he's trolling the Bengals I right think, now I think he is so like his next sign is gonna be like um, he's gonna bring in like some high school <laughs> some high school fucking like defensive guru oh, to run yeah. the offense speaking of great ideas huh. do you see the tweet going it was kind of a viral tweet going around that uh, NFL teams for the goal line need to hire oh, little, little people. Person. Oh, my God. And they just need to put two huge offensive linemen in the backfield, and they'll hike it to the little person, and they just throw them like 10 feet in the air over the goal line, so it's a touchdown every <laughs> oh time. By the God. way, by the way, doesn't just have to be goal line. This can be third and one. Oh, yeah. Yep. You just got to cross the plate. <laughs> this can be – no, but this can be third and one in the, on your own 20. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This can be third and two probably on your own 15. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be an offensive lineman. I respect the fact that they said offensive lineman. Sometimes your D linemen are the strongest people. Oh, yeah, yeah. You say two strongest people on the team get back there, and the little person runs as if it's like a cheerleader camp, <laughs> yep. right? Runs up in there, one leg on the thigh, uh-huh. left leg up into a hand, two hands, and then it's a basket toss, probably four or five yards. <laughs> At least. He's got to work on landing like a WWE wrestler. Mm-hmm. That's all he's got to do, yep. work on landing on flat on his back. I'm just worried, poor little guy. Is going to be in the air and just take take an absolute shot, and that'll be the end of him. Oh, you think they're not going to get him high enough? It's going to be fourth quarter. No, and they're no, a little no. tired. He's going to come down at some point. I'm saying when he. Oh, comes. you're saying people are going to be timing oh, his yeah. arrival? Like, go ahead, get, <laughs> go ahead, get the first down. But your boy's going to die. I don't know if you can hit somebody anymore in the NFL like that. If he's a runner. Oh, <laughs> they're, they're, <laughs> could you imagine the rules committee? <laughs> no, the rules committee have like an emergency meeting, like they did with the headshot thing. Yep. They're like. All right, what, what do we do about the little people? <laughs> what the fuck what do we that? do about the little people falling from the sky? <laughs> Are they allowed to hit the little people? I, w- no, they can't hit the little people, right? We're trying to save concussions. I mean, Kansas City should just try this with Tyreek Hill. Oh, In L.A. Christ. The game got moved to L.A. I know. I might be there. Oh, that's right. We really? Might, Foxy, we might be. I was going to say. I was, there's a chance where we go to that game. I'll, I'll change it oh, now, but later shit. when we were going to do quick hits, one of my it'd be a real shame was it'd be a real shame if you two didn't go to Kansas City Chiefs for us to LA, LA Rams when we're in the city there, yes. and we, we could possibly be there. Okay, so we have to go. Uh, I, you have to I, try if, to at least it, go for a little. Or it something. feels as if we have to attempt to go to this. Awesome. It feels. <sighs> I mean, that's two. I'm going to get one lost team. Sam's, <laughs> Sam's going to kill me. AFC leader, NFC leader. I mean, that's a we have game. to go. Yeah, we have best to go. game of the year so far. It's for your by job. far. For game your of job. the year. It's in Los Angeles too. Yeah, and we just happen to be there. Fucking the world. Sorry, the universe made it go. so. The universe in Shakira made it so that the game was back in L.A. Shakira, Shakira. Monday it, night though, you might have to leave at like 11 a.m. Oh, to I forgot get there it was Monday. Time. I forgot it was Monday. It is Monday night. Are you gonna be coming back on Monday? Or are you still gonna be there? Well, that's what I'm saying. We're in there on. We're, oh, so just stay an extra day. That's the thing. That's why Sam will kill me. Oh, okay, I'm like, okay. oh yeah, just. I thought stay. you were saying she was already going to be there with you and just didn't feel like going to the game. No, because I got. We have like 14, 15 hours of fucking meetings <laughs> <laughs> every yeah. time because I got these. I got oh, yeah, these, just, these people. Just, yeah, you just pack them all into one day. I got these people now. These agents. Mm-hmm. I'm on with this agency. Yep, they're a pretty powerful agency. Mm-hmm. 
But anytime, since I live in Indianapolis, anytime I go to New York or LA, they're like, this is where everybody's at. We yeah. got to introduce you to people. And it's like, yeah, but the beach is also really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but how many times are you going to be in LA? I'm like, you're right. So uh -huh. we, like tomorrow, this show comes out on Thursday. Tomorrow, after Rich Eisen, I think I'm walking into potentially seven or eight hours of meetings. Are you doing Jeez. Rich again? Yeah, Rich nice. Eisen, 11 to 12. Real excited about it. I love Rich. But it's like, they're like, hey, listen, let's try to make some things happen for you. And to do that, you have to shake some hands. You have mm -hmm. to meet some people. People don't know you. They only know you as the guy who screams at uh, NFL games <laughs> on the internet. I'm like, well, I do a lot of other things on the internet. They're like, yeah, do you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a great call. I mean, that, so that, that I, happens. I forgot that was Monday night, too. That's going to be an electric atmosphere. <laughs> 100,000 people in the What time does the game start? Five o'clock in LA? Yeah, that's yep. actually not mm -hmm. bad. So then we can just, we, what we have to do is we'd have to get a plane. Mm -hmm. As soon as that thing ends, we're on it. First thing smoking out. Yep. Which is what I think we do. Sounds like that's what we're doing. <laughs> God, Sam's going to be so pissed. I'm going to have to take Sam on a trip. <laughs> I'm going to have to take Sam on a trip. Well, whenever you do that, you let me know when you're doing that because mine's asking for a trip too. So, so <laughs> I know we people. We're small business. We're yes. grinding small business. Grinders. Listen, I'm like, hey, lady, we get sometimes we take a, a few days off between Christmas and New Year's, mm -hmm. and we get one week in the summer. Okay, that's what we. That's, that's what we, we do got. Here. That's all. We're a small business right now. We're small business. Internet doesn't sleep. No, it does not. Well, in Sam, I was gonna have Sam come to LA with. Us um, for the first couple of days, right? But she's remodeling the house currently. Oh, my she house! Be happy with that? Well, she is, yeah, for sure. But then it's like I'm well, not there during the remodel as well. So mm. there's like some things. So now flip or flop action. So now we got on. Sally McAfee hanging out with her at the house, which I'm sure that'll bring a lot of positivity. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's um, yeah, we're we're gonna have to take some vacation time coming up here, boys. <laughs> we're gonna have to get a trip in. It's, it's I I think she deserves it. To be honest, holds, yeah. holds down the fort, remodels the place. I don't want to make decisions here, but you know, maybe we have a best of week between Christmas and New Year's, and no one's working that anyways. What? What? You've thought about this? No, no. Yeah, it sounds like you thought about. No, it. that's what we did last year. That's the only reason. I... Oh, we should do it again then. That's what we do. All right. Oh, well, Thanksgiving, by the way, I have a artistic, um, poem filled thanksgiving it's gonna uh -huh. be a good show i'm very excited for <laughs> it's it. gonna be a good you, show last week last year sean and i uh who turned 40 yesterday happy birthday to him we started out with a poem a thanksgiving poem uh -huh. and i loved making it and doing it i love when you do poems thank you so now and you're gonna make one too so now i think i love doing poems too yeah <laughs> They say like rhyming is the lowest form of talent or something I like think that. That's why Bullshit. I like it. But I think I'm cool with it. I am cool with being at the very bottom if of If you talent. can pull it off and it sounds good, I think you have to be very talented. Yeah, but people to do were that. attacking like uh, uh, Lynn Manuel Miranda for mm -hmm. being like uh, a hack. Yeah, I'm like, bro, <laughs> he told the entire story of America's history, <laughs> rhyming the whole thing. Yeah, but there were basic rhymes. It's like, he told the story of. This America, basically. And I'm like, yeah, I'm impressed by it. I am impressed by it. So Thanksgiving will be a an hour straight. Uh, let's see until we fully record it. Right now we're about 15, <laughs> 20 minutes in. Let's say an hour straight of things we're thankful for in the form of poetry. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it'll be spoken word, I believe. Okay. I'm real excited. Is that a week away? Is that only a week away? Yeah, yeah you should probably get right. I meant yeah, to tell you a couple days ago. Things. You should probably start writing a poem about what you're thankful for. I'm excited to hear it. I'm excited for it. Anything else going on NFL-wise? What's the game tonight? Uh, tonight is Seattle minus two and a half at home against the Green Bay Packers. Seattle's favorite? Uh-huh. Actually, so good news for Ty. I like Seattle. You're bet on Seattle? I think so. 
I have to reload all my funds into my bookie because they're all gone. So I, I posted a picture last night of the Lamar Odom uh, odds. Two nights ago, I posted a photo of uh-huh. the Lamar Odom odds. And somebody saw I only had $373 up in the corner. They're like, tough week. And I was like, you have no idea. <laughs> I got fucking slaw. Uh, I was on such a heater, too. And it gave me this blind confidence, you know? Yeah, Just yeah. gave me, me like too, this yeah. blind confidence. Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, your brain knows, bro. Trust it. If you're thinking, because there was times I would start questioning. I'm like, God, this doesn't feel right. And it's like, no, trust your brain. You're on a heater right now. Trust well, your worst, brain. The worst is like, I normally I start the season doing like 50 a game. Yeah, because I, I feel like it's respectable for me. Yeah, and then when I when I started winning, I started going up to like a hundred, two hundred game, and I did like a three hundred dollar game, and then, then that money disappears a lot more quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, but 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 it, you win more. T- it can go the other yeah, way yeah, too. It could. That's like craps. Craps. The line at craps table is easy come, oh, yeah. easy go. Mm-hmm. Easy come, easy go. It's a game of swings, they say. And in gambling here, sports gambling on my bookie. My swing has been heavy towards the yes, yes, uh-huh. yes movement. And I had one weekend of no that was just like, ah, oh, brought me back down to earth. That's how I get fucked on craps, too, because I start winning. I'm like, why don't you just, instead of giving me the winnings, just keep putting them down yeah. on those numbers. Easy come. Mm-hmm. Easy uh, go. I just want to say I'm very thankful that the Levy and Bell saga is done and we don't have to talk about it anymore. James That's Connor. Nice. James Connor is here. Buy some merch. No Bell needed. New cheat code shirt. Connor Punisher shirt. Some good shit on the website. And um, RIP to Nathan Peterman. That's all I have to say. Are you happy or sad about that? Sad. Super, super sad. Super, super sad. How come? He's going to find his way back. He'll in. land on his feet. I, I mean, it just makes the internet. There's so many football leagues. Do you think he ends up back in the NFL? I yes. think so. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow, somewhere. Who? Hugh Jackson? Yeah. I Hugh mean, Jackson and Marvin Lewis <laughs> going to I mean, when Brock was cut by the Browns, they said he'd never be back in the NFL either. Look at him now. He's a starter. Played, played for the Broncos and the Dolphins. What? <laughs> There's just, I, told, I, I said it the other day. I wrote a blog about it. I said Nathan Peterman and Brock Osweiler are like death from the uh, Final Destination movies. Like, you think you got away from them? You think you did, but they're going to find a way back. <laughs> fucking hold your quarterbacks tight because they're coming back. What are some games you're looking forward to this weekend? Uh, obviously, L.A. and Kansas KC. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are there? There's oh, uh, Cincy and Baltimore. Always oh, like a good AFC North battle. You just want to see how Hugh Jackson does over there in the Bengals. Uh, what else? What do you guys That's insane oh, to me. Minnesota-Chicago on Sunday night. Should yeah, be, that'll be a good one. That's going to be a really good game. Chicago's favorite. I also, I like, uh, the Vikings as dogs in that Chicago's one. somehow becoming a very good football team. Their Khalil Mack is so back. good. Is he going to play again? Two uh, games in a row? Is Khalil yeah, yeah, Mack going to yeah, play? Yeah, he's good. That's crazy. And then uh, I'm really looking forward to the old suck, suck off bull. Oakland versus Arizona. Who do you that got? That should be a good one. Uh, definitely Arizona. You think they, I think they're still trying. Oakland's just... They, they all hate it there, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's John Gruden going to do after this season? Cut everybody? You can't just cut everybody. You owe people money. He can't just cut everybody. You, you're going to OP. What is John? Is he back there? Mm-hmm. Is, John, is Coach Gruden back there? Yeah, we can get him. Sounds like Coach Gruden just took a big chaw at his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Coach. How's it going, Pat? Hey, I'll tell you a little raspy there. You've been yelling at the team a little bit? Yeah, just a little. I'll be the first one to admit this season has not panned out the way I expected it to, okay? So when you signed that $100 million guarantee, did you expect some success, or did you know that, eh, fuck it, we'll suck, I'll just get the 100 mil? Well, you know, I figured it'd be somewhat of a process, but shit, I'm, I'm about ready to pack up my suitcase and head back to Bristol. I'm tired of this shit, man. Okay. 
you would want to get back into TV, or I thought you kind of hated that towards the end, too. Well, you know, again, there's the caveat. If they could find me someone other than Sean McDonough to be in a booth with, then, hey, I'm, I'm all for it. Give you me know, Tessitore. You were running the Fired Football Coaches Association of America there for a while. What, mm-hmm. Will you turn it to the Quitting Coaches Association of America if you quit here, or are you trying to get fired so you can live up to that association? Well, you know, if I keep it as the Fired Football Coaches Association of America, I can maybe bring in Hugh Jackson as my vice president. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, he's currently hired again. I don't yeah, know if you saw that's that. That's a good point. I have a feeling Cincinnati may clean house at the end of the season, though, man. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe I'll go coach there. Shit. <laughs> what are you going to do about the players that you can't cut that you owe so much money to? God. I, I have no idea. You got any suggestions? I have no idea, man. I, I, have no, I don't know what to do. That's way over my pay. Legitimately, though, a guy who's making $100 million should be able to figure that out. You know what? I'm just hoping that all these guys get so pissed off that they'll just fucking retire and be done with it. <laughs> like, like me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I hope you, they all pull like you. You know, Jordy, great guy, but he just couldn't put up with my bullshit anymore. You know, he's out of there. Retired midseason. Like Vontae. <laughs> it's Coach, hysterical. I got a question for you. Uh, Jay's always been a terrible little brother, but they, Jay's, Jay and his Redskins are leading the division, and you're going to be coming home for the holidays, Thanksgiving, and Christmas with a, with a one-win team. How do you think the holidays are going to be around the around Oh, I didn't even think about the holiday dinners. Yeah. Well, you know, Jay is always going to be little brother, so when he walks in, I'm going to give him a big old fucking noogie right away. I mean, he he knows who runs the show. Listen, if I had Adrian Peterson in the backfield, we might have you know five or six wins. Really? You know, he- Alex Smith. I mean, that guy is looking incredible. So you are done with Derek Carr? Yeah, it just you know again the the crying, the pouting, the not being tough, throwing it away on third and fourth down. I mean, we we need a guy out there who wants to win, man. I don't think he does. I don't think he does either. He, he just Thank keeps, you, Tony. I mean, it's fourth down. Fourth down and one. Worst case scenario, you're going to turn the ball over and you throw it into the fucking dirt because you're afraid to get hurt? It's fucking... Oh, I've been preaching that all year, man. By the way, crazy Redskins stats of the week. Just saw it on Pro Football Talk. Yep. Alex Smith has thrown for 178 yards, like the last... Exactly 170 yards the last three games. And they've also, in every single game this year, the first person to score has won the game. They have not had a lead change the entire. They have not had a lead change the entire year. That's Alex Smith. I, I don't fully understand all the Alex Smith hate. 178 yards, not a lot of yards, but it seems like that guy wins everywhere he fucking goes. Mm-hmm. Everywhere he goes, he wins. Good decision maker. Great decision maker. Oh, it's it's a system quarterback. Well, I want every quarterback to be a system quarterback if the system is not fucking up your team. Right. That'd be great. I'd love that. Good decision maker, except for when he ran. like He got like a 45-yard rushing gain the other day and decided not to get out of the bounce at the last second and took an absolute Oh, yeah, he got shot. slaughtered. Like, you ran for 45 yards, just step out. He was smiling, though, <laughs> yeah. there at the end. He was like he wanted to feel alive again, yeah, yeah. you know? Alex Smith might be going through a rebrand, to be honest. It might be a rebrand season for like Alex that. Smith. It's also a rebrand season. For the Omaha Steaks oh. Company. Omaha Steaks is in a rebrand right now. Omaha Steaks has a limited time offer for the listeners of this show. When you go to omahasteaks.com and enter code AMERICA into the search bar, you will get 74% off Omaha Steaks really? family gift package. It's originally $195. Jesus. For the amount of meat you were getting, it's $195. It makes sense. But now, how much now? With entering the code America into the search bar, uh-huh. only forty nine ninety nine. What? I want to do some quick math for you. One ninety five minus forty nine ninety nine is what? One forty five ninety nine. There it is. Thank you. Off. <laughs> yeah, that's a, uh, just another company giving it away. 
I don't know if I did that math right. No, you did. One hundred forty-five in one cent off. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there you go. Wow. I mean, no one, was, no one was worried about the pennies. My math has been very solid on this show recently. I did a percentage of a percentage the other day, and I was actually right. And I ain't never been more proud of myself in a long time. I was like, bro, math on the spot in the head. You have come, a lo- you have come a long way because there was a show a few months ago when you didn't, um, when you didn't re- reduce the fraction, which really bothered me. What are you talking about? I don't know. You said like two fourteenths instead of one seventh. I don't know. It was, it was, uh, <laughs> I, I had a hard time sleeping that night. <laughs> well, here, rest easy because Omaha Steaks is giving away their company right now. If you order, this is this is a limited time deal, by the mm-hmm. way. So yeah. let's make sure we do this yep. now. You get four hand cut, aged to tenderness top sirloin steaks. It's a lot of words there. I got a little tongue twister there. Four hand-cut, aged-to-tenderness top sirloin steaks. Okay. Two savory premium pork chops. Four chicken fried steak. You know I like my chicken fried. Mm-hmm. Cold beer on a Friday night. Pear jeans and fit just right. Send the radio up. I didn't know that part. Four Omaha Steaks burgers as well. Four snappy kielbasa sausages. Oh. All beef meatballs. Four perfectly brown potatoes all gratin. Four made from scratch caramel apple tartlets. Plus, get four more burgers for free. Wow. What? <laughs> I don't know what all is free in there that they're only charging $49.99. They say plus the burgers are free. I feel like they don't know that a lot of this shit is free if you're <laughs> for $49.99. Four hand-cut, aged tenderness, top sirloin steaks. Two savory premium pork chops. Four chicken fried steaks. Four Omaha steak burgers. Four snappy kielbasa sausages. All beef meatball. Four perfectly brown potatoes all gratin. Four made from scratch caramel apple tartlets. Plus, you get four more burgers on top just for free. Jeez. Omaha Steaks is a fifth generation family-owned company with overall 100 years of experience delivering perfectly aged beef hand-cut by master butchers in Omaha. Omaha. That's that's 30 items plus meatballs for $49.99. That's basically a dollar an item. You do the money. I mean, 30 items, $49.99. Not well, technically I, a dollar. I assumed there was around 20 meatballs in the pack. Oh, so you're you're saying each each piece of meat is a dollar. It's about a buck. Yeah. Not bad. How do you not buy this though? We are in meat season, by mm-hmm. the way. Right now, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever the Mormons celebrate, Scientologists, them mm-hmm. too. We are in meat season right now. Mm-hmm. And we're in a lot of meat season. Mm-hmm. Like it's families coming yeah, by, friends. Eat a lot. It's oh, a yeah. lot of meat season. This one deal, forty nine ninety nine, has it all. Again, get this limited time package for only $49.99 when you go to omahasteaks.com, type America in the search bar, and add the family gift package to your card. Don't wait. This offer ends soon. Go to, it, I assume it will. Go to omahasteaks.com, <laughs> type America in the search bar to send the Omaha Steaks family gift package today. So my bookie is giving you a $250 free play on the, the Lions-Bears game. Yep. What? Yeah, by the way, that's happening. My bookie. What do I have to do? It's just like a turkey nice. day free play. Oh. Mm-hmm. Turkey day free play. Okay. You bet up to $250. If you lose, it gets reimbursed. If you win, you win. <laughs> How stupid is that? Do you have the money in your account? <laughs> <laughs> you do. <laughs> and Omaha Sticks is giving a 74% discount. There's no way they're making any money. No. I love our sponsors. I love them. OmahaSteaks.com. Type America into the search bar. Go ahead and just, just take it over. Mm-hmm. And Lisa Sleep also. Also. Very much supportive of the cause over here. Oh, yeah. So good because of Lisa. 
I do too, actually. Bailey both. sent a tweet out the other day that he wasn't sleeping well. We got a bunch of people telling us that we need to give him at least a mattress. I agree, Bailey. Bailey, there's no reason for you to be sleeping on some bullshit bed when the greatest bed and mattress company on yep. earth is it does business with us, and that's Lisa Mattress. Lisa figured out a way to cut out all of the BS, mm-hmm. all of the bullshits that happens in the bed buying process. Mm-hmm. There's no more drug front stores you have to go to and roll around in other people's beds. Mm-hmm. There's no more deciding like, oh, does this spring feel better than this <laughs> one? Does this, I don't know. I feel much more comfortable now that I have 40 people looking at me in mm-hmm. this public place. This will help me sleep. <laughs> this is the way to go. Lisa says, no, no, no more of that. We're going to change the game. We are going to ship high-quality mattresses right to your doorstep. Go to lisa.com, use promo code McAfee, and get $160 off right now. It's a great time of year to sleep well. It's a great time of year to avoid all the BS from stores. It's a great time of year to live better with Lisa Mattress. Lisa.com, promo code McAfee, get $160 off for a premium, high-quality bed that shows up to your door in a box, unpacked in less than five minutes, and you all of a sudden you have the best bed in town. L E E S A dot com. Promo code McAfee, $160 off. Big thanks to them. I just got an update from my bookie. The odds have won from 700 to minus 1500 to plus 400 to minus 1000 just in one morning. Mm-hmm. It's, it, that value is just too good not to bet on. You. He just said, Your followers are as loyal as can be. They think you're going to beat Lamar Odom in horse. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Let's go to war out there. Okay, It doesn't matter how many NBA games you've been in, how many NBA championships you've won. It doesn't matter how many titles you've got through your whole life. The only thing, it doesn't matter if you married a Kardashian. (laughs) The only thing that matters is whether or not you can show up at Venice Beach today, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for a horse, Lamar. He's not a professional horse player. He's not. It's a different game. No, he's he's an author now. Mm -hmm. He wrote a book. Mm -hmm. He's an author now. He maybe used to be in the NBA, but right now he's. I'm playing against an author. Yeah, yeah. I ain't no author, huh? I can't even write a blog. <laughs> I ain't no author. Uh, Todd McComas has joined us. Todd uh, was 21 years in the state police as a detective, Correct. and very much an inside look into law, the law world. I love crime docs. I love murders, mysteries. I love everything like that. Todd said he had something special. I can't wait to hear about it. Yeah, the uh, El Chapo trials going on right now in New York and Manhattan. Very chaotic. I heard two jurors have been dismissed from the jury uh, already. I don't know why. I watch Bull. This does seem like something that does happen on a regular basis, but Uh El Chapo, one of the biggest gangsters in the history of gangster, is going through a trial right now. What's happening? Well, you got to think that there's a, a chance that either those jurors were like, listen, I am not going to be a juror on this trial. Because I don't want my house to blow up. I don't, you know what I mean. I don't want my True. kids to get kidnapped. Whatever. True. Right. Or it's uh, they've been. They, there's evidence they've been tainted. That's the whole. There's probably 200 U.S. marshals at this. It's like unprecedented security for this trial, as there should be. By yeah. the way, El Chapo. For those that uh, don't know, is the 
leader of the Mexican cartel, basically. Right. He's the most powerful gangster since Pablo Escobar. Mm -hmm. Probably more powerful more than so Pablo say. Escobar ever was, by yep. the way. He became the guy. If you, at one point, there was undercover agents driving up his driveway in Mexico, and he had 100 men who weren't dead yet, but dying, chained to telephone poles while yep. you drove up his driveway just to intimidate people, yep. to let them know what will happen if you don't pay him his money or do what he says. Jeez. He's killed thousands and thousands of people. He's sold billions and dollars of drugs and guns. Mm -hmm. And whenever he was in jail, he had his crew build him a fully lit, fully heated, uh, fully operating tunnel directly out of his solitary confinement jail cell for him to hop on a dirt bike and ride right back into his house Incredible. Uh, in Mexico. A so, G, a real G. Like, there's a, if you live in the U.S. and you've done cocaine in the last two decades, chances are you did his cocaine. Like, he it, he owns it all. Yes, he is the guy yeah. for a long time. He mm -hmm. is the guy that the border agents um, basically have to deal with. Yeah. It's kind of like an unwritten rule. Like, hey, you don't want any terrorists in. We'll kind of we won't try to come in. It's he's a he's an ant. This guy is top dog. He is, and a real connection to here to Indiana, which I love because this Clint Eastwood movie comes out like December fourteenth, and it's called The Mule. Okay, and it's based on a real guy who was arrested at eighty seven years old. He was the number one drug trafficker, okay. a mule transporter of cocaine for El Chapo's Sinaloa cartel. Holy shit! At eighty seven years old. He ran for over a decade, I guess. And what Indiana is where? He lived in Michigan City, Indiana, northern Indiana, mm -hmm. and ran a daylily farm, and, and you know, as the front, or that maybe that was just his passion project. But he made his real money running coke from Mexico to Detroit for El Chapo. So he Jeez. would drive from Michigan City, mm -hmm. his house, his farm. Like, hey, uh, this yeah. is my farm probably has a family, grandkids. Yeah. They probably deal. come sit on the front porch swing, maybe the rocking <laughs> chairs, the whole thing. And then he would hop in his car and be like, kids, I'll be gone for the next four mm -hmm. or five days. Drives to Mexico like Jason Sudeikis and Jennifer Aniston in, <laughs> um, what's that movie? The Meet they? the Millers. Or yeah. Meet the yeah. Millers. Drives in there, meets mm -hmm. El Chapo's crew, stocks up the car somehow, yep. and then drives back to basically Michigan City, Michigan, and then goes home for a couple weeks, does the same thing later. Incredible story. How many years was he doing it for? Uh, for over a decade. And they, <laughs> and they know, like, they said in one year, like in 2010, they know that he, he received a million dollars cash for what he was doing. So over a decade, the guy, he got rich. Yeah, he got rich. He El Chapo probably loved this dude. Yeah. Is he in jail now? Yeah, uh, he only, he got sentenced to three years, I think, and then... Um, he uh, he only had to do like a year of it because he got sick, and they were like, "Oh, he's about to die. Let's let him out." But then he lived for another like year and a half after he got out. Of he's course, he did. Yeah. By the way, Gotti was battling cancer, I think, on um, in solitary confinement when he was in jail, mm -hmm. and like battling hard, like he was dying. Mm -hmm. They were basically like, and his kid asked him, you know, like he was like, uh, "Are you ever going to give up?" And he's like, 
every day I'm alive is another day fucking the state. <laughs> <laughs> he was literally just living just to fuck the state yeah. over. Those gangsters that that is in there, that is just in their blood. It's just like any way I can. Like I wouldn't be surprised that 87 year old guy faked sickness. I, I somehow oh, sure. he faked mm-hmm. a sickness to get out of that jail and then live for another year and a half. Absolutely. Those those gangsters. The more and more documentaries I watch, they just live by a different set of rules. Mm-hmm. El Chapo lives by a different set of rules. Absolutely. He he had no qualms or worries about just walking right up to you and shooting you in the face. I know, and I, it's sick as it sounds. Like I, there's always a part of me I can't help but have some level of admiration for that because I always think like my personality. If I grew up in the r- the right or would you say wrong environment, I could see myself as a fucking gangster. Like I think I could I could maintain that mentality. Well, I think that's why they make movies out of it, and that's yeah, why I, these things because everybody can relate to because it. Because everybody's like, man, I, I can't <laughs> believe they do. Like I can't believe whenever I heard that. Undercover guy be like, we were driving up to El Chapo's, one of El Chapo's mansions for the first time. And while we were driving up, there's just these humans chained to telephone poles that were either dead or nearly dead all the way up there. Mm -hmm. And it was just strictly to intimidate people not to do anything out of line. Can you imagine? No. Hey, string up about 100 bodies over here, just so people know. Uh, Add him to the pole. Don't forget. Add him to a pole. (laughs) We don't have any poles left. Put another one in. <laughs> it's just a, it's a crazy world. I wonder what's going to happen in this court case. I, he's facing a life sentence, and they, they, I guess they, they, he's sometimes cartel guys. I can't remember if Pablo was or not. I don't know if they had him charged with murder or not, but he's he's charged with several counts of murder. So they're probably going to get him. But they like Gotti. They investigated Gotti for six years and he got off. Yeah, it's like how can you investigate a guy for six years who's doing all these terrible things? They had they had recordings of Gotti when he finally got caught, where he was like, "Tell him me, John Gotti will slice his fucking throat." <laughs> like they had that recording, and that was the only way they got it. But they were they were surveilling surveying uh-huh. surveying him mm-hmm. for like five years trying to build up a case, and then he got. That's why they called him the Teflon Don for so long. Yeah, because he could get out of it. Is there mm-hmm. any chance El Chapo gets out of this? There isn't, right? I, I would say there's a slight chance. I mean. He had more money than God, and that's always that always gives you an upper hand. Mm-hmm. He has uh, the intimidation factor. Can he taint, uh, you know, two jurors, you know, or well, put them in fear of their life and swing this thing? I, doesn't the, in the world we live in now? There's no way to get a fair trial, right? No, there's no way not. anybody in the jury. Not that El Chapo. Uh, listen, I am not saying El Chapo deserves a fair trial. It's not. I think he's done a lot of terrible things to people. Mm-hmm. But there's no way anybody in that jury has never heard of El Chapo. Right. Right. There's no, that was the biggest news ever. There's 14 yeah. documentaries about El Chapo on yes. Netflix right now. Yeah. He's on the front of every newspaper yeah. every single day. Uh-huh. The, if you even turn on your internet, Twitter, any social media, it's El Chapo, El Chapo, El Chapo. It's literally, there's no way you sit in that jury pool and just be like, yeah, I never heard of it. I can't wait to hear a fair, both sides <laughs> of the story. I can't wait to hear, like imagine that jury who's uh-huh. never heard about him though, whenever yeah. he hears a story about El Chapo taking a dirt bike out of his solitary confinement. I can't wait for them to hear them and be like, this fucking guy. I did what? Because they, if they're in the jury, they could have never heard about him. Right, right. Yeah, That's the law. Yeah, and they can't. Are they, they're they're like sequestered. They call it right. Where they just they can't. <laughs> they're talking guys, to each they're other. Like miserable. This they're dude, locked down. This dude took a fucking dirt bike out of a solitary. Conf- did you guys see that video? <laughs> That's crazy. Like who doesn't know that? Like, I know. Who hasn't heard about that? Who knows nothing about El Chapo? Who knows nobody? Right. So I don't want to. I don't want to say like. Um, El Chapo deserves a fair trial, but there's no way El Chapo is going to get one. This guy is going to jail forever. Yeah, I would think so. 
Absolutely. And, he, and well, he should, so yes, whatever. Yes, yes, he should. But, but you know fact, what's beautiful is this, like... Are they filming inside the courtroom? Uh, I haven't seen any footage from inside. They might so, as well. Yeah. That, How do they figure out which ones they do and which ones they don't? I don't know. It must be up to the judge, as far as I can tell. Because on Dateline, some you have footage from inside the courtroom. Mm-hmm. Some you don't. Right. I think you're more... Your the tendency is, or you're more likely to get cameras inside if it's not a federal court. He's in federal court, so I think it's a lot more locked down. So state court, yeah, probably like, can... like staircase and all that was in a local state court. You know what I mean? So I think your chances are higher because probably it's just a single judge's decision. Are all federal crimes in New York? Uh, no. So why is his thing in New York? Uh, I don't know. It's just the district he fell in. I don't know if it's because of you know certain counts were tied to a region or whatever. I, I don't know. So there's guys in jail right now from New York waiting on their trial. In their tri- one courtroom, one judge is being yeah. taken up by El Chapo, who yeah. did and half of work. the U.S. Marshals Service. <laughs> 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 Easy. Yeah. Isn't this just something like Yo, El Chapo? We all know we caught you. Uh-huh. All right, you're in jail forever. Let's just. Well, I don't know what we're doing. Let's move on. But isn't it cool to think about, like, right now, we're in here doing what we do, and somebody's at a, a Ford plant right now doing what they do, and the whole time that this is going on, our day goes on doing our own thing, there is this constant battle between law enforcement and cartels that exists, like, even here in Indianapolis. At every, at every level of local, state, and federal law enforcement, there is constantly this battle of trying to intercept a shipment from a cartel and putting a case on them. That's been happening for decades now. Like that used to be my job, right? Trying to get these loads intercepted, go as high up the ladder we can to ultimately get somebody from the cartel charged. It goes on every day. And this phone game. Like right now it's happening right now. Right now it's happening. Right Last now, night when I was sleeping, there was somebody who was doing some sort of investigation on attempting to stop drugs from the cartel moving. In a yep. Right now there is a room full of DEA agents and maybe some local state task force guys helping, listening to phones in hopes to getting whoever took El Chapo's place at the realm, at the, at the height of the hierarchy. Right now, and, that's, and there's a team that's analyzing phone records from people that are associated with it, trying to constantly, because these guys are dumping phones every week, or every two weeks or whatever, constantly trying to find it's a, a new phone number. It's a cat and mouse game between the cartel and every single yes. department in America. And it is, it's incredible, <laughs> dude. It is incredible. And that, it's really fun. That's why, though, the judge in the state want to take this to trial because it's literally 24-7 hours and hours of work trying to get to El Chapo. Oh, yeah. It took a long time for people to find out that El Chapo is the guy. Yes, and spent millions and millions and millions of dollars in doing so, right? So we got to... The state feels like they're representing all of the towns that we're looking for. Mm -hmm. That's why this is going to go to a full trial, the whole thing. Cases like this define the DEA's budget for the next 10 years. You know what I mean? A successful prosecution of an El Chapo increases their budget and makes their lives so much better for at least the next decade. Jeez. That's insane. You know what I mean? So, yeah. It's just That's why they'll never run out of documentaries to make. No. Which is good never. for me. <laughs> good for me. Uh, yeah. Well, good for America getting El Chapo off the streets, I feel. Yeah. But, you know, there's So what are they going to do? They got to keep him in. The hole is normally in the basement. Right? Yeah. Isn't the hole normally in the basement? Mm. I don't know much about the hole. I was in solitary confinement for 12 hours. So I <laughs> but the hole is normally in the basement where there's no. They have to keep him, what, on the top floor? Yeah. They like Now the game after this is going to be figuring out a way to keep him in jail. Yeah. Anybody, because there could be a guard that could turn. Oh, right? Yeah. Any, any of these guards could get paid off or threatened mm-hmm. to let him out, right? Yep. 
<laughs> it could be walking him, you know, to court. court and a van full of explosives running to the front of the federal courthouse. You know, that's not beyond the realm of possibility with this group. You know, can you imagine? They have to be so. They have probably have to take him in like four different cars. They have to do like what the president does. Yeah. Like oh, this car yeah. goes. This car goes. Maybe we load up security on this one, but not as much on this one, uh-huh. just so it's all a diversion. Oh game. yeah. So for so they they spend all this time trying to catch him, and now they got to spend all this time keeping him. <laughs> yeah. This El Chapo guy, Gotti would love this El Chapo guy. Oh, Gotti, Gotti would love this El Chapo guy. Yeah. Just spending the state's money, just putting him to task, basically. Mm-hmm. That's insane. On some, again, on some level, I love this guy a little bit. There's a little <laughs> part of me that's like, this guy's pretty awesome. I like you know get away I mean? with this for so long. Yeah, they right. said he had houses built of cash. Because he didn't have anywhere else to put his yeah. money. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, houses built of cash because he didn't have anywhere. Like the walls were literally built <laughs> like with yeah. money. Lined with it, yeah. yeah. There was just, the whole house was lined with money. So like, if you would have cracked the uh, what's this called here? This stuff here, drywall. The, the drywall? If you would have yeah. cracked the drywall, there was just millions of yeah. dollars just in all the walls. The only house in Mexico with insulation, <laughs> and it's all fucking cash. <laughs> Get the fuck out. Okay, it is time for our check-in with the pub. How is the pub doing, boys? Incredible. The Always pub, good. The pub's amazing. Pubcat is almost there. She's almost inside the pub. Okay, so Pubcat was a kitty that just started showing up on the front porch of the pub. You guys started feeding it a little bit, and now you are trying to woo Pubcat into becoming a full-time pub cat pub, yes. pub cat yeah. right now it's a battle because our neighbors want it and we want it yeah. and they are teenage girls no no <laughs> no yeah they your are neighbors just, they are majority just over 21 majority over 21 yeah you're you got teenage girls living next door who <laughs> probably love this cat they, they do s- they see it oh this homeless cat let's take care of it yeah. Yeah. sam's a big cat girl she's uh, sam's the one that brought the cats into my life i love cats by the way yeah. okay but I, I wonder if the cat it's a street cat. Well, here's the this thing. is a street cat. Does it want to be with teenage girls or does it want to be with a little bit of grit? You know, like you guys are the the shittier house. You guys have the the shittier stuff. Your front your front porch is filled with trash, and you, you just got a bunch of terrible things in there. That's the old pub. Old pub. That's well, the old pub. Well, I'm just saying, maybe this homeless cat feels a lot more comfortable with you guys <laughs> instead of the teenage girls who have their parents still. It finds it. itself better in the streets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's still in the streets, but it has a roof over its head. Perhaps, yeah. but if the girls liked the cat more than we did, they would have had the cat inside from day one. Correct? Very no, true. that's you don't just take an outside cat and just put it inside. I don't think. I think there's some like diseases potentially. Well, yeah, at least day three or four though. Not, we're, not we're pup on cat. Day. Not pup cat. They would attempt to woo it a little bit. Like Nova, my one cat. Yeah. Hopped into Sam's car, yeah. and a steak and shake parking lot at like three thirty a.m. She said. <laughs> It was in a dumpster. It was living in a dumpster. Yeah. The steak and shake workers told her, "Like, yeah, that that cat's been in the dumpster there for like the last week." And she just she literally hopped into Sam's car. So Sam just took her home, and she became Sam's pet. Now she lives in Dallas, and she's a fat ass. She'll eat anything. She's a street cat. She's a savage still, <laughs> and she's a lover. This could potentially be what happens with old Pubcat. Oh, yeah, yeah, and Pubcat's definitely a lover. She was uh, she he. I'm going to go back and forth on whether it's a he or she Because you haven't done the Steve Irwin test. I haven't done the exactly. Steve Irwin test. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't Remember, think I will. He used to just say, stick your finger inside an alligator, and if you feel something, it's... That's wild. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I'm doing. I don't think I'm doing the Steve Irwin test. Does but. it? It purrs a lot though. It likes you guys. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Is it come back and see you guys whenever you like when you guys go outside? They're like she. He gets excited. Pubcat's yeah. like, oh, they're home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, hear, like, you hear a meow and it jumps over the wall. Yeah. 
Yeah, because there's a divider. Because there's that little porch. divider on the porch. Oh, yeah. uh, so they're on. She Pubcat's on the other side. They have, of the a, porch. they have a blanket set up for him and stuff like that. But we it's don't both. do that. But yeah, yeah. It, but plus, we are so upgrading right now, the pub left and right. We, right now, we are in a recruiting battle. Of yeah. Pubcat with the teenage girls next door. Yes. Yeah. We should call Nick Saban. The, well, that's what I'm saying. They have a $15 million sleep facility over there with that blanket on the porch. <laughs> what do you guys, you guys got a uh, flower pot filled with the Heineken bottles? Yeah. No, no. <laughs> we got with the Heineken. There's dirt and cigarette butts, so it keeps yes. them warm. So yeah. I will say these two, these two go out every single night and they feed them. So that's, we have that going for us. Yeah. We gave a whole pizza so, last night. <laughs> oh, no, good. So you're feeding nutritious things yes. here to the cat. Well, this is a straight cat, so we know it's it hasn't been dealing with the top of the line food at all so whatever we give it is a leg up from whatever it was having i'm just so excited that you are in a recruiting battle right now for pubcat yeah mm-hmm. it's big and this it's cat is just up. finessing both of you the cat is he's the cat's getting pizza from you oh we're like divorced a, parents mm, yes mm. and a, two christmases or four christmases <laughs> pubcat did scratch said neighbors so pubcat has not attacked us pubcat has attacked yeah, neighbors this is true pubcats lashing out irrationally yeah. yes well wow. not irrationally they tried to grab it and take it in and clearly pubcat didn't like that because he wants to come to our side has pubcat been inside the pub yet he no. this close he was <laughs> this close we were so close I, to getting him in so it was the other day when i gave him the pork chop i gave him the whole pork chop <laughs> and he's he's at Good the door chop. and i, I could have held it on our side of the door so he would have came in but I was like, I don't want to push him. I don't want to be the dad that just like. It's got to be natural. Yeah, it has to be natural. You yeah. don't want to bribe him into it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I, I walked outside respectfully. I met him 90 30 or 90 10. 90 30. <laughs> you keep it 120, huh? <laughs> yeah, you keep it 120. We, we go over 120. Yeah. And then he we, ran away. We put in way more than 100% in the pub and in way <laughs> oh more than God. 100%. What a spin zone by you. Recruiting the this pub. Is the, hey, this is exactly like the fucking Twitch. This is the Twitch meeting right here. What they do. No, no, 100 million. 100 what are you, million. What are you talking is, about? Well, he just said some bullshit stat and then you <laughs> spun zone it into making sense. It wasn't a bullshit stat. We always try to reach for way past 100% at the yeah. pub. We don't. We don't we don't try and say 100% is enough. 100% is never enough. No way. You no. need to put in way more than 100% if you want something to succeed. Yeah. So here we are putting in, you know, Zito said 120. I would go as far as 125%. Maybe that, 130. Hey, Zito, he just won up. Well, five up. Well, no, no, because we're, hey, no, we're all on you the same. You won five. You're going 130? Yeah. Hey, we're all giving the same amount of percentage here. No, he just gave 130. You were at 125. All right, now I'm going 131. <laughs> oh, it seems like there might be a little bit of a riff. 182. Yeah, 132 now. Do we have 133? Foxy in the back. Do you want 135? 135? Stick it with 130. Let's go. 132 and sold. Zito gives the most effort. That's hysterical just to think about saying Zito effort. Paradox. (laughs) At the the pub, a lot of things are a paradox, okay? It's true. You should see the new setup, though. The new setup is Thanks to you, by the way. You donated to the pub. Thank you for the donations. Sam Sam remodeled the house. She got rid of all the things that I bought. And we apologize about the wall again. That wall did not deserve that. Who cares about the wall? What about my face? I was holding up a couch yeah, while was, you, Zito, Connor, and Phil were trying to figure Phil out. Phil wasn't doing anything. Nothing. He was pointing at things. We had to get him up a stick. Moving is terrible. It's the worst. Terrible. Uh, it's the worst. Tim McAfee ever. was a mover for, I think, over a decade when I was a kid, like a professional mover, like long distance, too. So he would drive an 18-wheeler. He'd move somebody from like New York to Arizona. And then like, he was, yeah. So he not only was he a truck driver, which is a tough job. He was the mover, which is the worst job. So oh, he was man. he was two of the jobs together combined. One. So moving has always been in the McAfee family, mm. you know, like, hey, this is what we do. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I hate doing it. Like, if, you, if this was back in the day, your last name would be Mover. 
Tim Mover, Pat Mover, yes. Sally Mover. Yes. Yes. Mover. yes. So I I very much understand the ins and outs of moving. I literally, I don't want to say grew up with it, but I, I understand it, right? Mm-hmm. The big part is when you're on the bottom, okay, yeah. when you're going up steps, yeah. it is your, you are the one working at that yes. time. Yeah, it's yeah. your duty. I was, and I did it every time we went up there because you guys are moving a couch out of my house to, to the pub. Sam wanted it out because she doesn't. Respect my interior design. <laughs> I will say those are the most comfiest couches of all yeah, time. They're very I, nice. Fantastic. I, that was a big loss in your behalf. I picked those up. I picked those up. Very nice. Oh, I sat in them at a at a place. Yeah, and I was like, I'd like this one. And they're like the floor model. I was like, sure. Half off. Boom. Right into the house. Same day. <laughs> I so, love how the pub has become the museum of Pat. It is. You guys are just collecting <laughs> artifacts from my house. Yeah, over there. Hopefully, hopefully, we still got a few more to check. But off. we did wreck the wall. Yeah, we was, did wreck the wall, but technically my fault because I'm the guy on the bottom controlling where it's going. Imagine but, how much easier it would have been, though, if those downstairs doors would have been double doors. Yeah, I don't yeah. know why they didn't why do a that. Single door. At, at least one of them. There was three doors. All three of them Because had it split. is like Tetris when you're trying to fit a, a couch up. You have to bend it around, yeah. and we're trying to go up a staircase. Yeah, you have to take the pillows out so you can use that inside couch to bend. What we didn't do is we didn't take the legs off. So, uh, and yeah. I stated it early that we have to take the legs off. <laughs> and then you said it's too we're, late. Hey, too late. We were already a couple steps. I was already oh, yeah, a couple, couple steps out. up. Yeah. Too late. That thing bouncing on my face, though, while you guys are trying to figure out the angles, was a real moment in my life. I, I, I never thought I'd be here. I'm like Zito is currently controlling whether or not this thing gets off my face. He always keeps it 132, but I'm fucked. Right <laughs> so I didn't know you helped, and I thought it was just these two that did it. So last night I wasn't there, you know. So I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna buy them pizza. Moving shit sucks. I'll oh, buy yeah. dinner for the night." They did a lot though. Let's not get crazy. No, no, that's good. But you didn't get any of the pizza for helping. I'm not eating pizza. Yeah, ketosis. I'm not. I'm not eating pizza right now. I'm not. I'm not even eating after like 7:30. Right wow, now. that's tough. I'm eating. I'm eating you're, you're one sitting. meal basically from noon to 7:30. The effects are happening. But boy, do I miss a pizza right now. Absolutely, I would love a pizza. And right once now. you hit that first bite. You never go back. I'm telling you right now, I, from experience. Is <laughs> there <laughs> a little bit of a slippery slope right there? It's all downhill. Slippery slope. <laughs> what do you guys got going on this weekend at the pub? Anything? Foxy's out of town. He's in Los Angeles. Yeah, so I think maybe we'll uh, we'll have some girls over finally. Ah. Yeah, I think we'll find. I think we make it happen. Look, his old old drought, Foxy. That's <laughs> yeah, my fault. Get Foxy. <laughs> yeah, it's my fault. <laughs> Get Foxy out there. No, we might go to the rap. I think we're gonna finish the pub grades. We still have a couple yeah. to do. We're yes. gonna buy a we're, new TV. Where'd you put the couches at? Well, well, until you come, yeah, you won't find you'll, out. You'll never, you'll never know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this with 100 percent straight face. I'm not sure I'm ever walking in that place. <laughs> I want you guys to know that. Yes, on the wall. We need your jersey. You, look, you don't listen. Un- to all these, you asks. don't understand. You, look, you, hold on. I'm being serious. Hey, hey, it's, hey Pat, it's Connor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being serious right now. This place is nothing like what you walked into before. Our bathroom. Hold on, hold on. Our bathroom. Is cleaner now. Downstairs one or upstairs one? Downstairs one. No way. That no thing way. was a cesspool. It is. It is. It is. If you ever come back, clean. we're going to do the same thing Bar Rescue does, John Taffer does. We're going to have you walk up blindfolded and then yeah. turn you around and be like, wow. Yes. It's one of those. Like reveals. a flip this house type situation. Yes. Yeah. It is one of those. Like we could have moved the bus the same way Extreme Home Makeover does to get people into the house, I swear. Is that why Pubcat's so interested? That's why it's an actual competition with the neighbors, because yes. you guys are now having a real place. Yeah. And their biggest TV they have is like a 20-inch, and Pubcat's more of like a 15-inch cat. Yeah. Pubcat yeah. doesn't just sit on the couch and watch cable. No, okay? Pubcat watches from out front and watches through the window. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You can't do that with a 20-inch. <laughs> no. No way. You need the bigger TV. I have Which a, the pub has. 
All the leaves have fallen off the tree yeah. up there at McAfee Estate. Oh, yeah. Oh, the estate, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. So my neighbor, I'm starting to see my neighbor's houses now. So whenever there's leaves on the trees, I live literally in my own world. It might as well be seclusion from the rest of the world. Then whenever the leaves fall, I see the neighborhood that's right to the right since <laughs> I walk out. One of them got like an 80-inch TV Whoa. Oh, while yeah. the leaves were on the trees because I walked out last night to put Val out and it looked like there was a flash coming through. I thought there was a UFO in the woods and I turned and it was, it was them watching yeah. Tuesday Night Smackdown. I was watching Smackdown from my front yard <laughs> about 300 yards away <laughs> looking into their house with this. It might have been the biggest TV I've ever seen in my entire life. I have life. two solutions for you. What's uh, that? Let's get you a bigger TV and let's get you winter trees. Pine trees. Yep. But they have to be fully sized pine trees. Oh, that's a lot of money. Because if they're, li- if they're little baby pine trees, yeah. they have to grow to block it. But I, I don't mind. I've got a chance to meet a few of those neighbors. We had a rough relationship up front because I built a fence in between. The water thing too, right? Yeah, the water. <laughs> I mean, there, it was a rough relationship up front because their relationship with the previous owner and then me changed, obviously, when I moved in. Like, you can't just have your little four-year-olds run around in my yard and expect, like, that's going to be okay because... If that kid gets hurt, I know you're going to sue me. So yeah, it's like yeah. I can't I can't have that. I am so sorry. Growing up, I had people in and out of my house that I didn't even know all day. Also, originally it wasn't fenced. It was everything no, was open. Everything was wide open and that neighborhood was using basically my entire property as like a fucking play place. Yeah, as like as like the local, <laughs> hey, let's go play backyard football. So they could football go in your barn whenever they wanted. Oh yeah, like in the, they were like running around the backfield like there was I, I walked out one time the first couple of days I was there and there was like a little family playing football in my backyard. <laughs> yeah. I, I have this is really cute. This is really like I thought this was really cute. I never knew that. I this thought is, they were hopping it or something. This hey, is really hey, you cute. hit one punt the wrong way. You're giving the kid CTE forever. Well, it's not even about that. <laughs> what if that kid just runs into my little terrible fence I have back there, hurts himself? I've seen enough bull episodes. I've seen yeah. enough. That's mm-hmm. 100% on me. Yep. And, but I didn't want to be the asshole, right? They don't want to be the asshole. No, you don't want you don't want to stop the fun. No, I don't want to stop the fun hey, for the for the brand for the kids. But I very much don't want to be responsible for the that entire neighborhood's no way. play play. So I built a fence up, and boy, there was some there was some hateful things. Some said. backlash. That fence builder got yelled at. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, <laughs> dude. There was one. There was one of those guys. Uh, one of the neighbors told him that he's going to cut the fence down to the fence builder, and the fence builder like texted me. He was like, "Hey, this guy says he's going to uh, cut the fence down." What should I say to him? I'm like, what are you going to tell him? You're the fence, but you're literally hired. To, to, what are you going to tell him? No, don't do that. Tell him don't do that. <laughs> and the fence builder was like, I told him I don't think he's listening. Though. <laughs> and that guy, th- this guy just hired him to build a fence, and he's getting yelled at by all the neighbors. Oh, we're going to cut that down. It's like, <laughs> they didn't do it, though, by the way. Good news. I'm very thankful for them. I've, the relationship has been building with them. Mm-hmm. The one guy had all of the flooding in his backyard, PVC piped right into my yard, so I would have to deal with the swamp. Oh, okay. Classy move. Okay. Very, yeah, that, but I think that was... Done with the that previous. Was, that was post gate. That was done with or the pre fence. That was. They had it in before fence. Oh. Fence built during a dry time doesn't come. The drought or the oh, rain didn't come okay. until like a month later. Right. So now I have to deal with a swamp in my yard, and I'm like, wow, what's this? Am I, this can't be a floodplain. I'm on top of a hill. So I once it dried out again, I went and took a look. There's a PVC pipe that's running from that guy's backyard right into my yard. And it's like he's just flooding everything from his neighbor. Basically, his entire neighborhood is just flooding into my yard and it's building like a swamp. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, what the fuck? There's no way you're supposed to know what to do with this. Like, there's no way I... 
So I just clogged the hole. Did, <laughs> did the lady that lived before you, was she like old and didn't really get out much? I assume. So she just didn't give a shit if stuff like that was happening? Yeah, I have no idea. I honestly have no clue how it all got set up. I have no idea. But also, the, the, also, old people love when you play in their yard. So even if it was an old person. Yeah, because they they're were, getting to see action. Yes, mm-hmm. they're eating it up. So I was kind of the bad the the bad guy, but it, I think it's coming around. I went over. I talked to a couple people. A guy has come over. I think the relationship is building. I think they're starting to see my side of things as well, and I'm starting to enjoy them a lot. And I'm very excited and happy for the person that got that TV because it looks like a fucking spaceship coming, <laughs> yeah. coming through my. I, I took Val out and I like did like a full. It was like a full jump moment where I like look. I'm like holy shit. Yeah, double take. Yeah, like, I was like, and it was. I could see. I could see. Shane McMahon's face <laughs> from 350 yards away on this guy's 4K TV. I'm like, can't wait to act like Pubcat and just see what we're watching. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what do we got Wednesday? What are we watching Wednesday? Speaking of, I saw Daniel Bryan. He's new champ. Going against Brock. How about how about that? Is he going to die? Love it. I honestly have no idea. NXT TakeOver has a lot of incredible matches, and Survivor Series is going to have a lot of incredible matches. I'm excited for this weekend with the WWE. It's going to be awesome. The shows should be very entertaining. Oh, yeah. I don't know what Daniel Bryan and Brock Lesnar... Brock Lesnar's normal matches are he gets in there, suplex people, suplex, 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 gets hit with something, suplex, 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 F5, it's over. Daniel Bryan, though, is like a, a really legit wrestler. Like, he's an animal. Uh, he's an, a legit wrestler, in-ring wrestler. I'll be excited to see what they can put together, those two. Those are two of the most talented humans and people who have been in WWE a long time. I'll be excited to see what happens there. Yeah, it'll just be glad fun. it's not Brock and AJ Styles. <laughs> you hate AJ Styles. Oh, so much. He's, I don't know why people love him. That's what I'm saying. I don't like you look at that guy. It's like this guy looks like a fucking schlub. How is he one of the <laughs> How is he one of the most popular wrestlers in the WWE universe? I don't fully comprehend it. I don't fully comprehend it. I don't. He just sounds like a backwoods hick on the mic too. Like Saturday, he's it's because he's been around for so long in the wrestling world. Right. That's why he's respected, which I can respect a lot. But I don't know why he's loved. I, I mean, I, he's he's athletic. Some of the shit he does in the, in the ring, ring is good, but he sucks. <laughs> Daniel Bryan, Brock Lesnar, excited for that. On Saturday Night at NXT TakeOver, there's a War Games mm. between Undisputed Era, which is four dudes, mm-hmm. War Raiders Whoa. is a tag team, Ricochet and Pete Dunne, which is a British dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm excited for that. They're inside a couple cages there. That should oh. be cr- Every time NXT TakeOver happens, I want to let you know, anytime an NXT TakeOver happens where I, I try to turn a pre-show into the show and I've been there, just know that the humans that are involved in the takeover are willing to do absolutely anything for your entertainment. <laughs> These people are insane. I thought somebody died last time. I, I thought there was a chance somebody died last time. I'm probably not supposed to say that. But I thought there was a potential death opportunity there. There's a chance. These shows, this show on Saturday night is going to be very much worth watching. Did you pick your outfit out yet? Oh, yeah. I got a good fit. Is a good one? I remember, I'm real excited about it. Uh-oh. I'm real excited about it. There may be a return of some warmer weather clothes. Let's go. There may be a return. What do you think Sam's wearing? I don't know. Sam Roberts and I have not talked, by the way, since the last time. He was in serious serious XM negotiations. He had a lot going on in his life. I have not talked to him. and I can't wait to see old Sam Roberts. Mm -hmm. Old Krusty the Crown looking Sam Roberts. (laughs) (laughs) His hair is the best, dude. It is. He's such a good talker, too. He's really good. He's really, really good. He reminds me of that Simpsons guy. Sideshow Bob. That or, was the or one. Crusty. No, not Crusty. But Sideshow Bob might have yeah. been who I meant. That was a Zito I just had right there. Yeah, his hair just goes straight up. I mm-hmm. don't fully understand. And that's natural, by the way. He does nothing to it. 
which you would never guess. <laughs> that is just very natural. I'm excited for it. I'm real excited to get out there. Should be a fun trip to LA. Mm-hmm. I hope the pub gets a new cat. That'd be cool. Hashtag Endgame. Hashtag Endgame. Um, send me a picture or an idea of a shot I should use against Lamar Odom. Yep. Nice. Yes. Okay. So you have until 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to get your. T- if I use your shot idea, you'll get some free merch. Yep. There it is. If I use your idea, your horse idea against Lamar Odom in the Beat Pat McAfee Challenge happening at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time today, I will send you merch. And we got a huge Black Friday sale coming out. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Hopefully, the, the website's rebuilded, reloaded, and recoded by then. <laughs> and we just keep it moving. I'm so thankful for you listening. Tell your friends, listen, if you'd like or not. I don't really care. I appreciate you so much from myself, Zito, Connor, Evan, Gator, Ty, Diggs, Todd, and Pink Eye Booty Hole Nick. <laughs> You guys have an incredible weekend. Heartland Radio 2.0 tomorrow with some bangers, I assume. What we have coming up right now. People have been tweeting me potential WWE walkout songs. A lot of them have been average. This one, though, I don't think I knew about enough. This one sounds pretty, uh, this could be it. Tweet me your thoughts as well. Tweet me your ideas. Ty Schmidt, hit the music. Hit the music.